Blog Talk Radio.
and welcome to Reality in Christ Worship and Word here on True Radio Presents on the Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Reverend Thomas Dwayne. And first and foremost, I want to give a happy Mother's Day to shout, shout out to all the moms all around the world, both those who have children and those who have been mothers in other ways. Want to say bless you and thank you for your contribution that you have made to making this world a better place. So, my message today will be short, but obviously, this show would not be the show without the worship portion of it. So, I'm only going to play a couple of songs today because I'm going to cut the broadcast short so people, so the moms enjoy their evenings with their families. So, mothers, this first song, obviously I open every show with this song, Alabaster Box. Oh, yeah. 
And welcome back to Reality in Christ, Worship Your Word here on the radio presents. That was just a little extra left over. This is Reality in Christ, Worship Your Word here on True Radio presents on the Blog Talk Radio Network. I want to thank everybody for listening to the worship portion of the show. And now we're going to go into the message. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, I am thankful once again for another opportunity to worship and give a message, Lord God. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your love, your grace, and your mercy, for your forgiveness of sin on Calvary, Lord God. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that your love was commended towards us when we were sinners, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that your love continues to pass all understanding, continues to give us everything that we need to provide for us in a world full of selfishness, Lord. I thank you that your son, Jesus Christ, was selfless as he made the journey to Calvary. So I dedicate this show today, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to those moms around this world, all over this world, who selflessly give of their all to provide for their families, to provide for their kids, while maintaining a relationship rooted and grounded in biblical principles, Lord God. And, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to draw those mothers continually closer to you, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus that you are able to draw them close, to give them more, to give them more, and to give them more. We say we love you and we bless you. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. My message today is going to kind of take a different slant. I know it's Mother's Day. But there is a harsh truth that needs to be and I'm talking about the systematic destruction in this nation of an entire people group. The systematic destruction of an entire people group. And I'm going to show you how The Bible biblically predicted it. Jesus talks about the parable of the talents. And that's where I'm going to start with. Matthew 
chapter 25, verse 14 through 30. Coming from the King James Version. And says this, For the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. And he that received one went and, and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and, and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, thou delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also had received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto them, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent, came and said, Lord, I know that you are you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, Thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming should I have received my my own with usury. Therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him who has ten talents. For every one that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he has. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Folks, I'm sure you are wondering, does that relate to the black community? It's really simple. When we had our own schools, own colleges, 
when we had our entire family units intact, we were the most we were some of the most prosperous aspects of American society. There were black people who prospered in the times of segregation and racism, blatantly open racism. Did you guys not know that? Apparently not. Whole bunch of them. Here lies the problem. In 1964, with one stroke of one stroke of a pen by a very evil and deceptive man, Lyndon Baines Johnson. That began the final end of the black community. What are you talking about, you may you you wondering what I'm saying? When you can go on YouTube and find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of videos that were uploaded of black kids beating up each other, smacking each other, playing knockout game with people, etc. Talking like you don't have a lick of sense. And you call that fun. We have some of the most prosperous businesses at one point in this nation's history. And they were frequented by black people. And in some cases, a lot of white people. But when you start to go away from your roots, when you start to lose track of the foundation, or when you start to lose focus, it wasn't just our strength and perseverance that got us through times of slavery. It was our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But now we've gotten so drunk and hungry with power and prestige, all these prominent black organizations that put themselves off as our leaders. They're not addressing the true symptoms. Basically, we have this mentality that, hey, 
as long as it's another black person killing a black person, we cool with that. But don't let no white man or any non-black kill one of us, because then we'll rise up and we'll start shouting about how racist it is and demanding justice. When you can't even demand justice for black-on-black crime, how can you demand justice for anything else? You have no footing to stand on. But nah, people so worried about something being said the wrong way. Too full of pride to see the forest for the trees. But guess what? It's too late. What do you mean it's too late? It's never too late. That would that would be the case if we actually had our preachers that actually had the best interest of the community in mind. When you have the preachers won't even address the very issues and symptoms that's destroying the black community, what hope is there? You can go to church on Sunday to start your voice sound good all you want. But that doesn't change the fact that you have more black babies dying than are being born in this nation. Or let me let me let me take that even further. More black people are dying than are being born. Period. Not just to abortion. That's everything. Guess what, folks? When you are killing more people than you're being born, you're extinct. But herein lies the problem. Babies being born are being born into situations that pro-abortion supporters use to make their case for abortion. Out of wedlock, violent home situations economic circumstances so deplorable that people irrationally believe that it's better to kill a baby than to bring them in that type of environment. But here's what's wrong with that logic.
you're basically 100% guaranteeing that you know the outcome of how that baby's life is going to turn out. So basically you are saying that that baby does not deserve a chance to even determine its own fate. You're going to determine the fate for that baby based on your limited knowledge. And here's the problem with that. Your limited knowledge, you don't know God's purpose or plan for your baby. You don't know God's plan or purpose for your baby. But, oh, it was an inconvenience. I wasn't trying to get pregnant. You may not have been. But if you didn't use protection, which none of it's 100% guaranteed, the only thing that's guaranteed 100%, society considers out of touch with mainstream. And I'm talking about abstinence. Everybody's doing it, so I guess I'm going to do it too. Yeah, and everybody jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. I guess you're going to do it because the crowd did it, right? Here's the kicker, though. Between 68 and 80% of all the women who get abortions every year, did not want them. Try that one on for size. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ did die for the sin of abortion, but there will be a day of reckoning. Because all you pastors who sat back in the pulpit getting fat and sassy off the church budget while you have women who suffer in silence because you're too arrogant or full of pride to let them know that there is healing and forgiveness in Christ Jesus. I have a recommendation for you. You need to go read Ezekiel chapter 33 that talks about the watchman on the wall. And I'll sum it up for you just like this. God is about to bring punishment on the wicked people. And he tells you to warn them. And you don't warn them. They will be punished. But their blood is on your hands. So let me put that in modern vernacular. There are women who are suffering in the church pews today in silence. They've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because they're so full of guilt and shame from their abortions. They, they're seeking help, but pastors won't even abuse it. Oh, that's a political issue. Hey, bro, I dare you to tell that 
to God when you stand and give an account. But that was a political issue. So because it was a political issue, you let a woman die outside of salvation and go to hell because you were afraid to address the issue of abortion? Why is that? Hmm, Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you yourself may have been complicit in one or two or more abortions within the walls of your own church. Be real. You got some stupid um, pastor over in that Africa telling all the women that they shouldn't wear undergarments to church because it's easier for Jesus to enter them. If that's not demonic, I don't know what is. But the Bible predicted that evil would be called good and good would be called evil. But, folks, here's a wake-up call for you. Everybody talk about this nation's going to hell in a handbasket. But let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. The only way this nation will collapse, those of us who really care, stop praying. And stop looking for solutions. Stop trying to make a difference. That's when this nation will fall. One sets a thousand to flight, two sets ten thousand to flight, and there are still tens of thousands of us in this nation who have not wavered in our faith and our commitment and our belief in this nation. Folks, you have to understand what we have here. God gave us the power and authority in Christ Jesus. But all these false religions, all these other individuals, they don't care. Because they're pulling on their false religion, the power of the demonic. And folks, that power is just as real. But here's the thing. People acknowledge evil. They 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 do and they don't. When you fear the federal government, you're basically saying Satan's more powerful than God. And we know that's not the truth. Satan's legal authority to this world is running out. 
That's why you see the increase in evil darkness more and more and more. But nobody cares. Everybody wants to stay stuck in their rut. And then they want to make excuses for being where they are. When all you have to do is lean on Jesus Christ and he'll do the rest. The reason why there's still a civil rights struggle is because the black community still chooses to struggle. They they choose to lay down and sleep with the very people responsible for it. And it's not the Republican Party. Oh, but the but the but the Democratic Party and the Republican Party switched places back in the seventies. No, they didn't. To the Democratic Party, black people are nothing but a bunch of useful idiots. Too stupid to know what's going on, and that's how they view us. But the harsh reality that they learned was that not all of us are stupid. I don't care about the names that people call me, because at the end of the day, I'm going to be all right. You know, there's a parable in the Bible about the the virgins, the wise and foolish virgins. Five of the virgins prepared the oil. For the coming of the bridegroom. The other five didn't. They just was out and about doing what it was that they do. And lo and behold, when the bridegroom was coming, the virgins who were prepared went into his tent. The others who wasn't prepared, they cried out to the others, give us some of your oil that we might come in too. And those who were prepared said, no, lest we have enough for ourselves. And the five foolish virgins who were left out, were left out because they were not prepared to do what they were supposed to do. They did not do what they were supposed to do. And that's what it boiled down to. But you can't tell anybody anything. 
can't tell anybody anything. Folks, I'm just keeping it real. And until the black community, well, actually, you know what? We were the grand experiment, and it worked. We just don't know it yet, but we are extinct. We're irrelevant because we're done for That's my sobering message for today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. For those who are going to listen, the um, guys, hope you Understand the message loud and clear. End this show with uh, prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, I thank you for another opportunity to host and broadcast reality in Christ, worship in word. Father, I thank you for the message today, and it might be a sobering one, but it is what it is. I know that um, people don't always like to hear the truth, or they might make up excuses and say, well, That's your truth based on your own perception. Whatever it is they choose to say, Lord, we know the realities of what actually is going on. Lord, all I know is that Through all your grace and your love has sustained me for beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. Your mercy is what has given us abilities to accomplish and fulfill the purpose that you have set before us. So we say we love you. And we bless you. Mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.
Jesus. My soul can see my purpose. When I did this. Say that again. Just wave your hand and say, Your touch. Jesus, your kiss. And your grace. Your grace to me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Jesus is deeper than. Bless your name. My soul can see. Let me tell you what happened. It's changed. When I got down on my knees, when I called out your name, anybody here love my father? I said, anybody here love my father? Is it worth it? Lamb. I said, this is the precious lamb. 
that taketh away the sins of the world. I give you. Jesus, I give you. I give you. Call his name. No matter what you're going through, I know that you can stand, for your life is in, in His hands. Friends and lovers. 
child with no father. For that man that doesn't have a place to stay. For that little boy living with AIDS. Can I tell you a story, tell you a story? You can lean on me. There's a man standing on the corner. He has no home, he has no food, and his blue skies are gone. Yes, it is. Can you hear him crying now?
We're living in a day and time. We're being politically correct. It's popular. Let me turn that around again. We're living in a day and time where everybody saying the name God. But nobody wants to say the name Jesus. We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews. We don't want to offend the Arabs. And so therefore we crucify him of flesh. But I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim, when every Buddhist, when every Jew will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So I want every blood-washed believer to not wait until then. And if you've ever gone through something, you know right here that there's something about the next something out. Something about lazy. Something about the name. Something about lazy. It's the sweetest name. Yeah. It is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. I know. And I love that name. Is the sweetest name that is the sweetest name. Just take a minute and explain to him what you're really trying to say. What you're really trying to say. Don't say some people, some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain. I can't explain. The power, the power that I feel when you call his name. When I call your name. That's fire, that's fire. And it's just like fire. Where's it? Where's it? Shut up in my nose. When the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost gets to move, man, said he won't leave me alone. Put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it it's the sweetest name, yeah. It is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. I know. Wave at me if you love that name.